We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind. My name is Zan. This is my boy, Jake. You might notice something a little bit differently. I'm kicking things off this week to give Jake's voice a break because if you haven't noticed, we actually keep him chained to this desk. <laughs> so even when he's sick, he still has got to stay here grinding, putting out videos for you guys. But, you know, we just want to make sure you guys are up to date on the latest and greatest in the esports and gaming scene when it comes to news and stories. So, you know, like every week, we're here breaking all the hottest topics down down for you guys. So, you know, thank you, know. you for doing that. Uh, yeah. If you guys can't tell, this week was, uh, I guess this last week, because this is pre-recorded, yeah. my voice has been taking a beating, so I'm going to be taking it a bit easy. So for all of you podcast listeners who enjoy the excitement, I do apologize. We'll be taking it a bit easier and a bit shorter of a podcast this week. So thank you for doing the intro, Zan. Yeah. And uh, in a matter of keeping it short, shall we get into it? Let's just do it. All right, let's roll. All right, Zan, I got an interesting one for you as well. You know, as always we do, always as, do. You know, thank you. Yeah. You do too. As we progress through this weird realm of esports, we've noticed that, you know, one common trend, especially over this past year, has been the youngsters have been really shining across many esports out there. I think a lot of this brought to light with the up-and-comers in Fortnite. Uh, whether or not you consider a lot of the Fortnite pros as pros, you know, mm. the common uh, argument of, you know, what at what point do you become a pro, right? Is it $500 in winnings? Is it $5,000 in winnings? Yeah, it's always, it's a weird line. All those Twitter bios yeah, of Fortnite yeah. <laughs> pros. Either way, Fortnite's done a lot of great things for the scene. We'll continue to do so. And with them, we've seen, you know, the 13, 14, 15-year-old pro players 
We've also seen it very frequently across many esports out there. I would say Overwatch one, CSGO certainly one. These 16 year olds who are, and I think we see a lot more of the older talent you know, the Nade Shots, the Hector Rodriguez, you know, the CEO types mm. who are looking down and recruiting these younger guys and noticing. And then we look towards other scenes as well where pros are like, hey, these young guys are just a new level, a new generation of gamers, right? And so connecting my point here as well, we actually have 100 Thieves yet again. And I know I'm a fanboy. Lay off me, guys. I'm, I'm too tired for this. 100 Thieves announced a new Academy Academy roster to feed in eventually to their LCS program and, and their LCS Academy team. So it's kind of like an Academy for an Academy. That being 100 Thieves next. I don't know if you read into these guys. A little bit, a little uh, bit. I saw a little bit of what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And I thought it was just, I'm trying to, you know, I try and spark these storylines and because I think, you know, five years from now, these kind of storylines will be the big ones we look back on when Hunter Thieves, when it comes down to it, you look at this, a full roster of the average age, I believe, I believe, I'm trusting my partner Nick on this one, uh, who actually covered the story, of 16 to 17 years old. Mm -hmm. You have a full lineup of five players, average age 16 to 17, now to be signed to an esports organization besides FaZe Clan. That's some of the younger signings that we have seen. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely, you know, especially for a game like League of Legends. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. crazy, yeah, and especially when it comes time for compare. Like, these guys are high schoolers. Yep. These guys are sophomores, juniors in high school. They're being signed to 100 Thieves. You got to wonder what it's like. I would love to know what those guys are doing around in high school. You know, like the day after they got signed, like just walking around. Oh, the they hallways. probably all showed up in jerseys, super you extra know. and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I wish I could get more probably excited like, about this. You know, probably just on the phone. We're like, hey, nay shot. Like, hey, guys. Yeah. Like, what's up? Like, you, you know, know they're like, repping yeah. the clothes oh, in, their, in their school every day. Um, I'm just curious. What do you think about this? And what yeah. at what point in the future does this stop progressing further down the line? Right. We've seen Epic Games partner up with high schools all around the country with Play V. Yes. And so at what point is there that breaking line of, okay, you know, we know we know competitively for most games, it's at least when it comes to Fortnite, you have to be 13 and older. Mm. So that maybe that's the bottom line. We don't see many 13, 14 year old pros. We see yeah, like really. guys like High Sky being signed at 11 illegally. Besides that, though, I would say the youngest we have seen is 14, 15, 16 years old. So at what point does it stop? And, and what does the future hold for these youngsters? I think realistically speaking, from an organizational standpoint, they're not going to go below high school. Just doesn't make any sense. There's too much risk for them there. Because, I mean, like, like you said, most leagues don't allow participants under 13 years of age. Yeah. And I don't think most orgs would want to be involved with somebody under 13 years old either. You know, because yeah, there's a lot of room for it. Yeah, there's a lack of maturity there. That person at like, I don't know, 10, 11 is absolutely not going to be the same person at like 13, 14. So you don't know if you're not, you're going to, you know, if they're going to be a good fit for you. Or they're going to be controversial or problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, you don't want to, also I think there's something to be said for inflating their egos a little bit too much, a little bit too early. Yeah, for sure. That could really send them down, like spiraling down a bad path. We've seen that happen with a bunch of like Disney stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we want to avoid that. I think it's great that they're looking to high school like this because there's absolutely a lot of like really quiet, you know, just like killers in high schools, just people who grind and just play and love the game. He means killers in a good way. Yeah, yeah, killers in like killers in the gamers FG, in the FGC <laughs> sense. You know, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, they're just you know doing a lot of work, and I think an initiative like this is is can only be good for hundred thieves because if it works. Great. They've got in on the ground floor. They've established a relationship with somebody who's 
a pro way before they become a pro. And I'm sure they're not paying these people a ton. No, no Because they're in high school. So they're probably like, you know, just tossing Bro, a couple bucks. What were we making? I, I made like two grand a summer in high school and now is working like full time on a farm. No, you yeah. Know? Uh-huh. These are, this is probably, a, in your, you make some great points when it mm-hmm. comes time for like Disney Channel stars, the, the issues they've had, of mm-hmm. course, growing up out of that infamy they had during their, or their, that, that fame they had during their childhood. And alongside that, yeah, if it doesn't work out, what's to lose here? Yeah, right. It's just probably probably like maybe that whole team collectively like running them might be like half the cost of one pro on the actual team of what yeah what the insane salaries yeah, they're paying. yeah yeah um now i think very lastly as well you compare it to the likes of like nfl mm-hmm. recruiting or even yeah. college recruiting generally does not go below high school mm-hmm. i know we've seen a few colleges dip into middle school and that's just kind of like ugh. yeah the super how do you rarely know that, how super that, rarely yeah how do yeah. you know that player is going to develop into, into into the athlete that you mm-hmm. expect um but yeah i definitely agree with you on all those points i think it's great to see and we're gonna we're definitely gonna see how it progresses in the future just another thing out there that hunter thieves is going next level beyond yeah it's, it's, it's great just, thinking it's just proof that like yeah this their entire mentality their entire approach to business and running hundred thieves seems to be okay. What do, what are what are the expectations for the top level of running an org? And then let's take it one or two steps be, like beyond that. Yeah. Let's exceed everybody's expectations wherever possible. I which love is it. Just like yeah, it's great. The future is going to be crazy, especially with hundred thieves at the forefront. All right, Jake. So we just talked about something that is amazing to see. Let's talk about something a little bit more unfortunate. Why, sadly. dude? Yeah. Even with me being this tired, I am <laughs> no. not surprised. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing me back down to earth on this one. What is it? Yeah. So we're going to talk about World of Warcraft again. Oh gosh. Yeah. Which, no, no worries, guys. It's not becoming a World of Warcraft podcast. We don't probably, know enough to talk. Probably about the last wow. time it's coming up Thank for a God. good minute. But this situation specifically is just so shocking and so just. It sends bad vibes. Oh, wait, this actually has been talked about a lot. Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yes. Uh, So just this week, uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged release, which is essentially a uh, supposed to be a remaster of the classic Warcraft 3. And the entire community seems kind of up in arms about it to the because the game came out and it's just not at all what people were told it was going to be. The trailers uh, that they showed earlier show a completely get different game, essentially, than what players actually received. And, you know, not only that, but it actually broke the old version of the game for oh, players geez. that used to play that. So now they can't just chill and play that offline anymore. It's just they've lost features, even if they didn't want the new version. If there's one thing you don't want to do in this yeah. kind of, oh, my God. Yeah. You don't want to take away the purchase that people made and have been playing for decades and enjoying and be like, no, yeah, yeah you can't do that anymore, guys. It, it's even yeah. worse that it's, it's done with a re, almost like a remastering of that mm-hmm. thing you just broke. Yeah, yeah. So like forcing people to play, play a remaster, but also breaking the thing if they don't want to play the breaking the thing they could be playing if they didn't want to play the remastering. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. To no, you. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's it's an accomplishment. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's definitely it's talked impressive about. how much Blizzard has just been able to shoot themselves in the foot <clears throat> on this one. Like they went for each one of their toes, and they were like, let's just you know. Oh, this gun is out of bullets to shoot ourselves in the foot with this other one, you know? You know, we can name off a lot of those bullets that we had this past year. Absolutely. But uh, here's where it's kind of relevant to esports, you see. Okay. Uh, So Warcraft 3, for those of you who may not be familiar, is actually the basis that Dota was made from. Dota was originally a Warcraft 3 mod. I don't think I knew that, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was built off of that. Um, The, you know, the modders eventually got hired by Valve, and they made Dota 2. 
And the situation there was Blizzard had had the opportunity to hire them, to reach out, to try and do something with them that entire time. They just didn't. Yeah. And once, you know, Valve decided to get on, get in on the ground floor and Blizzard tried to sue, of course, because then they saw, oh, Dota 2 is making money. We want that money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, lost, of course, you know. But um, now it seems like they're trying to avoid that situation ever occurring again because they've included this clause in their terms of service that essentially makes it so yeah. that anybody making a mod in this version of Warcraft, it's Blizzard owns it. Anything you make, anything you do inside of Warcraft 3 Reforged, Blizzard, they basically own your soul. If I this can, is it, this is debatable, Sam. Is it though? It's just uh, it's uh, okay. It's, let it's, me. It's to such an extreme, though. You know, I know, and I don't mm. understand the full details, nor do yeah. I have the energy to fully argue it out. Yeah, no worries. But, you know, to a certain extent, you understand where they're coming from. Mm. When you have that happen to you in the past, and it, it certainly hurts you financially to see that happen, mm. along with that, it is technically your property, right? So if anyone <laughs> takes your property and kind of shifts it into something of their own, you're going to want a piece of that. If they want all of it, Mm. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I come from the safer angle of maybe they would want to work with someone if, if they made you know a far out mod that had some success. They'd be like, okay, let's work with you. Yeah, maybe. See, that's 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 where I'm kind of thinking about stuff. I feel like it wouldn't. Other companies have clauses kind of similar to this, mm -hmm. right? Where they say, hey, if you make something in our game, then you know it is still kind of our property, but not like they they escalate it in a whole other level here. By was something called a uh, moral mm. rights clause, I believe, which um, essentially takes the right of right of attribution, which is the right to be like credited for your work at all, and says that yeah, you don't even have that, so you don't even have the right to have your name on the thing that you make. Okay, if you make it inside of Warcraft Three, they can take whatever you create and completely ignore your existence, or they can just say, hey, you've got to shut it down right now. And it's just like. It's kind of shocking. It's a tough debate. Uh, does that include it? Obviously, these mods wouldn't be changing the original game files, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it wouldn't be well, affecting the main game? Uh, it would kind of depend on the mod, per se, but most of them wouldn't, like, yeah, they wouldn't, like, affect other people's basic experience. I, I assume it sense. wouldn't. Yeah. It, it's tough, man. You, you come from the argument of, like, maybe you look towards a lot of RuneScape viewers. RuneScape didn't have mods. They had third-party mm. services that were trying to add into the game, and, and Jagex was like, no, mm. we don't want these third-party services affecting, you know, a few people's experience and not everyone's experience. Mm -hmm. I, it's not even a direct relation to this story, but I'm trying to make one. And, and Jagex pretty much said to a lot of them, no, you, you can't do that. So I, it's it's got to be tough sh shoes to make a stance with i don't know it would be it would be my my thought process is it would be so e easy for blizzard to just say hey if you make a thing in our engine with our game then we get first dibs and we'll work with you right or hey we are entitled to our cut of that right yeah like even if they said i i would argue that even if they said hey we'll take a 25 percent cut i feel like that would incentivize people to make content in the game even. Mm -hmm. Now, with this, most people are saying, I will never make a mod for Blizzard in a game like this, because why would they do that if their work will just be, it's just stolen? Certainly, it probably backfired yeah. in that sense. Um, mm -hmm. You know, at least Blizzard was transparent. They weren't. They didn't tell anybody. Oh, they didn't? No, no, it's not like they came out and we're like, hey guys, so we're making this change. Wait, how was this found out? Uh, it was in their TOS. 
Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it, it, makes it, it, really it hard very heavily, him. like, uh, the exact clause is, to the okay. extent you are prohibited from transferring or assigning your moral rights to Blizzard by applicable laws to the utmost extent legally permitted, you waive any moral rights or similar rights you may have in all such custom games without any remuneration. Okay, you know, given the facts, I thought I thought this was made a public statement via Blizzard. Oh, no, no. People just found this and were like, what are you doing? Okay, yeah, that makes it a bit more yeah. rough, to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, how do I? I will say the Metacritic score right now is below Fallout seventy six. It's below Anthem. It's you know it's and it's still dropping. People are not happy. I'll make a final statement in yeah. saying that if you if you use their game to make some sort of mod, some sort of write off that eventually gets used by them, mm. you certainly I would say are entitled to a percentage or a cut because mm. you put the effort in, you put the work in. Um, I, I think it's going to be a case-by-case -case basis if someone actually does do this, mm. and we'll see if Blizzard cuts them in or Blizzard cuts them out and, and abuses that. So I, I, until yeah. further notice, I can't really judge them too yeah, much. That's her, that's I think her. they have shot themselves in the foot in terms of this being found out via the community and not themselves going forward and saying it, mm. and thus creator content or you know community-created content is going to be suffering because of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... The community is going to really touch this game. I think it's going to be a dead game in a couple months. And it very well could people be. People are pissed. Like I don't think I've seen a community this mad about a game like actually ever. I did see it all over the place, especially yeah. like Bellular, those kind of people. But uh -huh. we'll have to see case by case, into, and we'll yeah, see definitely. how Blizzard acts when it actually comes into effect. Fingers crossed, they do the right thing. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, guys, in a quick break, we're going to take for our brand new sponsor, that being Bet Online. Missed your chance to bet on the Chiefs? Don't worry. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up, and plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up. It's super easy, and you're already making wagers. It's a fantastic way to support the podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, Zan. It happened again, man. It happened again, and it keeps on happening. It's not going to stop happening here in esports or gaming or streaming. Is that people saying no-no words? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I figured. This time around, i got a couple yeah. of cases for you. I'll try and keep it brief. Uh, first of all, we talked about last week an Overwatch pro, ironically named Slur. I uh, had to clarify that was, of course, not the, the reasoning for the choice of his name. Got caught out for Discord messages. In fact, both our victims today mm -hmm. got caught out for past Discord messages. I would say a platform that is pretty well known mm -hmm. for saying things maybe you shouldn't that are probably going to resurface for a lot of future pros or creators out there as well is Discord. You know, you feel really comfortable in your own community Discord. You, um, I know a lot of, in my past Discords, a lot of people have just said things that you just, wow. And then you never mm -hmm. realize you can search that term and see how many times you said it. Um, this guy named Slur supposedly now has actually lost his spot with the LA Valiant because of it. It was something he did two plus years ago. And it's very unfortunate to see these kind of things because now with this kind of case, me and you talked about this, an apology that was actually very well spoken. Yeah. Um, this guy even offered up his own contact information for people to reach out to him and talk about these kind of things, which I have never seen someone offer that up. And then alongside that, you see several players and coaches and staff talk about how much he has changed and reformed. And even to that point, it wasn't enough to save his job. So it was kind of a super sad story to see. 
then we saw a Twitch streamer known as Jenna, and I've I've never seen evidence like this before, man. It was a lot. It was shocking. Like I think it was. I don't think we've ever seen in because we we share messages like this through our company work chat, mm -hmm. right? And in our chat, you drop a link, and it will show a preview of what's in the link, right? Yeah. And even in that preview. It was like everywhere. There was no hiding it. It was I don't I've never seen like such a prolific like wow. It was it was bad. And yeah. so we have two very again, we see so many cases, we mm -hmm. see so many varying punishments. We have a kid who's losing his job as a potential future Overwatch pro uh, because of a few statements he made. And then we have Twitch actually doing the right thing here and removing partnership for for a partner. I honestly have never ever seen something this bad. I, mm. eh, okay, take it back, reel it back, Jake. I've never seen someone say this many bad words this many times mm -hmm. in a Discord server. Um, I think Twitch did the right thing here, but it also is very curious because we do have we have a few people out there who try and compare this to Alinity, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's it's very very tough to see the shoes that Twitch are put in when you have someone using sexist, racist, anti-Semitic, and and transphobic comments in a mm -hmm. Discord server hundreds of times versus someone abusing an animal several times um, as well. And you have Twitch removing the partnership for one and not the other. And so it does create a little bit of a debate. Myself personally, I think what Jenna had done was far worse. I agree. But it, it does beg the question, you know, it, it always will as to what the heck is Alinity doing not getting banned at least for a sub any amount of time, right? Yeah, that, that is kind of ridiculous. I think I don't think there's much of a debate whether or not what Jenna said in Discord was, you know, on the same level of Alinity's discretions, right? Where like obviously her harming an actual other living being, horrible, right? All agree Twitch should she should have been punished for doing that on stream. Yeah. In some way. But like I think with the Jenna situation it would have, it's like the sheer volume of it and the directness with which she uh, sent those messages kind of puts, tw I, don't, I don't think Twitch could have not removed her partnership. But it is interesting yeah. because we don't often see Twitch do this for things yeah, outside of rare. Twitch. It's super rare. These are Discord messages, right? Yeah, yeah. Alinity and all these others have done these things yeah, on, on their platform. Twitch, right? Simple. CSGO Pro said a homophobic slur. It might have been a lack of translation. A couple of times he was warned, kept on saying it, um, was banned two separate times for this because um, he said them on Twitch. Hmm. Um, Alinity abused her cat on Twitch. Jenna did all this away from Twitch, and we have Twitch now stepping up for what people now do away from their streams. And I think that's the underlying topic here that should be talked. I, I, I really do appreciate what they did here. Yeah, I think they made the right call. We don't often see them make the right call. And these kind of cases will keep on popping up, and uh, it's going to keep on kind of bringing to light the subjective nature of all of these crazy Twitch bans. Yeah, if at this point it's a new decade, it's 2020, I think Twitch just needs to clarify exactly what kind of rules they work within when it comes to <laughs> community guidelines. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know it, the chances are slim, but I think realistically speaking, if they want to be taken seriously in this regard, they need to just make it clear. Here is they can they can ignore all the stuff from before. Don't, they don't have to explain why they haven't banned Alinity like five times, yeah. right? But at least going forward, make it clear where they stand on things like this. That way, everybody can feel comfortable knowing, oh, this is exactly why, this is exactly what's going on here. So there's no like gray areas. Because we see every other platform right now, <laughs> 
Bless you. <laughs> Making moves. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, we just got a uh, Facebook just rolled out a new set of community guidelines. That's a weird one. It, it which is they 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 are interesting, but at the very least, they're trying to clarify their thought process, and I think the community in general appreciates that. Mm -hmm. And I could see Mixer doing the same thing, and if Twitch is over here looking like some weird. This dude who's like, ah, yeah, you know, do whatever as long as you're making us money. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, well, like, yeah, it does. It doesn't paint them in the best light, unfortunately. I think transparency is key going forward. Yeah. And if any platform can do that going forward, they're going to succeed at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you would like to see that from the titan of all streaming platforms currently, that being Twitch. So we will certainly see how other platforms react to this kind of thing. And if they're going to be transparent. I think that will bring them um, a lot of benefits um, if they can be. So we maybe look towards a, a guy like Fwiz and YouTube to maybe correct those yeah. things in the future. All right, Jake, last topic. Then we can get you out here, get you some tea, you yes. know, some honey. I know you're going to piss me off throat. with this one. I saw what it was. Uh, see, I, I don't think I am, actually. Really? I think, yeah, I think I'm just going I, to I, – I'm going to walk the middle of the road here a little bit. I'll uh, be glad to see it. Yeah, we're talking about the Overwatch hero pool, the hero band system. Well, technically not a hero band, even though it's essentially the same thing, um, for, that the developers are going to be implementing in March that essentially makes it so that one tank, one support, and two damage heroes will be removed from the competitive play pool uh, every week. Yep. Yep. And <sighs> This is crazy. It's just it's such an interesting situation where up at face value it doesn't seem great because Overwatch does not have a lot of heroes. It only has thirty one at the moment. And just removing such like and they don't add them quickly either. And especially when it comes to top tier comps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You only have so many options, right? And the whole thought process behind this from Kaplan has been like this is going to be the most active way they can adjust the meta so people don't like stagnate in one position for too long, you know? Yeah. And while I can I can appreciate the intent, who will see if it actually works out. Mm -hmm. My main concern here is how this is going to affect competitive play. Me too. Or not not competitive. Well, well, the pros. pro play. Yep. Yeah, because we already see the scene kind of struggling because of all the. The travel pros got to put in the the, the the current hero selections themselves. The current people. meta stress already yeah, adapting. Yeah. The travel is obviously a huge one, mm -hmm. and, and then it's just extra stress on top of stress on top of stress. And we're already. I we're don't already think we have to explain to them yeah. the amount of pros that have retired in Overwatch compared to other esports this early on. Mm -hmm. that, that speaks I, for itself. Never before seen. That speaks I for itself. Yeah. Seagulls made great statements about this about mm -hmm. why being an Overwatch pro is likely the hardest of any esport. So mm -hmm. I think they they know that too. Yeah, and I think I just wanna I wanna hear what you have to what your what your th thoughts on <clears throat> on this is like a viable path. I do appreciate that Kaplan said that they're willing to walk this back if it doesn't work out, but personally, I think I would have preferred if they maybe implemented it in standard competitive in the game, and then left it out of the pro league until like next season. I see if it works. First. Completely agree with that statement. I yeah. think. Personally, now there are many opinions out there. Of course, you guys can share them. My opinion does not speak for all. Mm. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of coaches, a lot of pro players so far, and especially a lot of streamers out there mm. talk about this in a negative light because the ad adaptation for Overwatch pros has already been so strenuous, right. like we talked about. And this only adds to that. It, it certainly does. This only adds to the stress of pro players who are already struggling. And it, it's, it's announced at a weird time where the league itself is in a very concerning point. Yeah. And so, and yes, it starts very soon. Yes, it's not right. coming till March. 
but the teams weren't made aware of this until they've already selected their rosters. And if, if this is going to, this is such a heavy impact of maybe, okay, do I want to sign a, a, a guy who mains mm-hmm. one, maybe two, two characters, and all of a sudden you, this drops, and, and it come March you're going to want more of an intellectual signing who has more of a flex and a, a variant role between. This, this is a, a big, big choice to make, and especially, I, I will say, when it comes to a casual update, this might be great, mm-hmm. and that's probably a large percentage of the player base out there. Yes, of course, they're casuals. The game wants to sell Overwatch and Overwatch 2. It could be a great thing. To your point, though, to announce this now, and then all of a sudden it's coming out in March during this season, and then we could even talk later on about the different regular season rules compared to playoff rules. I don't know. It seems a bit too rushed to me. So I like your yeah, idea of maybe introducing it to casual competitive and then next season saying, hey, pros, you had an entire season to to, you know, maybe work things out. Don't mm. give them a couple Stabilize months. A little bit. This is yeah. a gigantic change. Yeah. I think a lot of people can agree with that. And I, I do appreciate the fact they could roll it back if it doesn't mm. work out. But even that will affect match results. Yeah, I don't think they should be really like testing this type of thing I mean, in yeah, the actual league. Let's say yeah. they roll this out for in March yeah. for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and, and then, some, it, then it's gone. And some teams yeah. win, and some yeah. teams lose, and all yeah. of a sudden it's not working out. Mm-hmm. And Jeff's like, "Hey, we'll take it back." What happens to those wins and losses? That affects franchises. That yeah. affects a lot of things. That affects a lot of people's jobs and their livelihoods. And I don't think they will point. roll it back. I think it's yeah. a facade. There's. I don't think you have this kind of. A, yeah, I think it's very possible it's not rolled back. It is. It is a very big move to actually come out and say like, "Hey, we'll roll it back," because this. And then this, you this bite is, that bullet. You look yeah. like a. I don't. It's yeah, tough, man. yeah. It, it really paints the devs in like a really weird light. Because while I appreciate the fact that they're willing to listen to player feedback so actively, right? Yeah. We've seen in the past that they they they're very slow to change things. Very, very slow. That's been the overall problem with Overwatch up until this point, is like how slow like balance changes roll out, how slow actual updates of the game roll out. Like this team takes their time with stuff. And if we're stuck with this kind of system for like let's say an entire season and you have pros like I don't know, like Chipsa, who only who he he is a doom fist, essentially. Like is he just gonna like that whole signing, man? Yeah, yeah. This it, is just it was, ironic. It was already weird in the yeah, first place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now is he gonna be what like riding the bench, and then how is how are teams gonna know? Oh, what if they what if they take it away and then they bring it back? Do they sign a person like him again, or do they want to risk it? <clears throat> if this type of thing could be around the corner at any point, it's it's. I do appreciate it. Questions. I appreciate their willingness to mm-hmm. to change things. I don't know if it was the right time to make these changes. Probably, and not. we've seen plenty of people say it. The staff and the coaches just became so important. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I don't know, man. We're, we're gonna have to see how it rolls out. I don't know if I. I it's just so there's so many so many layers. Yeah, there is, and, and it isn't it isn't out yet, so we yep. don't quite know yet how it'll actually Im- impact things. But in my mind, when I think of Overwatch, I don't think like. It would it, it would just feel off for me to all of a sudden be like I want I, I'm getting I'm hopping on I'm in the mood I want to play Widowmaker right oh Widowmaker is banned this week I guess I'm just not playing Overwatch right now just come chilling yeah you know because there's too many other games out there is the thing like in Overwatch is unique but at the same time there's so many other like great fantastic like what's the why why would this why would people consistently come back and check and be like oh is this a week I can play or is it not a week I can play. Especially when you get to like the supports and the tanks, where there's only so many choices. Yeah, and then you could argue that plenty of casuals have, you know, a couple characters they probably love. Yeah, but then what if somebody else in your lobby takes that one other character you flex onto? Then you're just like, 
It's I, just it's a dice throw, you know. It is. It, it's a big move. Yeah. And again, I don't know if the timing is perfect or just utterly terrible. I really don't. Uh, yeah, that's all yeah, I have to say yeah. on this topic for now yeah, until we wait that. to see how it plays out. Yeah. We'll um, be keeping an eye on it. For sure. Going to sure. gather more responses from the actual pros, mm -hmm. actual players, and we'll check back in on this one. Uh, definitely a risky one. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Esports Rewind. It's a little shorter this week. We're trying to cut it brief. Uh, Get out of here, get some get some medicine, Jake, you know. But as always, we just want to say thank you. And if you'd like to listen to the audio version of the podcast on the go on your podcast streaming app of choice, you can always find us on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. You know, we appreciate all you audio listeners out there as well. If you ever want to check out the video podcast as well as some of our other daily esports news content, you can always find us on YouTube at Esports Talk. Thank you for everyone who reaches out through Twitter, through Instagram, in the comments. We love hearing from y'all. You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore esports. On Instagram, just look up esports talk for its result guaranteed. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> nice throw in there. Yeah, yeah. Us and Jake, you have any last words you want to leave the people with? I just want to say thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching and dealing with my sickness all week. I hope next week I am better. And thank you, Zan, for being my podcast partner. Thanks for having me, Jake. It's always, always a blast. <laughs> we hope you guys all enjoy. As per usual, same time, same day, every single week here from the Esports Rewind podcast. I drank all my fluids, but cheers. We'll see you guys cheers. back here next time. <laughs> <laughs>